एक ओंकार सतनाम करता पुरख निरप निरवैर अकाल मूर्त अजुनी सैपाऊ गुर प्रसाद जप आद सच जुगाद सच हैपी सच नानक होसी पी सच वाहगुरु जी का खालसा वाहगुरु जी की फतेह सो गाइस माय नेम इज मनप्रीत सिंह and it's a real uh, honor to be speaking to you guys here today so this talk isn't going to be like your traditional one way traffic talk um there's going to be points throughout this talk where i ask for your opinions your thoughts so please do feel free to get involved this isn't one way at all and i know there's a lot of people here and you might feel like um a bit nervous you don't want to look like a fool um but to be honest there's only one fool and he's the one with the mic in his hand <laughs> okay and i meant when i said you know it's a real honor to be here because in 2019 i was sat exactly where you are in the sangha listening to these talks and to be honest i found them so like powerful they were so hard hitting and when bisab asked me to do this talk i thought i thought now nah, i can't like how how am i what am i even going to talk about how am i going to talk about it that that was my honest thoughts and i also thought what are the sangat going to be thinking what are the sangat going to be thinking and it's true isn't it you guys could be thinking anything right now and i'd have no idea You might be thinking this guy looks super tired man and you'd be absolutely right. Yes. You might be thinking uh where's this guy even from? He's got the dodgiest accent I've ever heard, which yes, I know, I know. Right? But the fact is, you could be thinking anything and I'd have no idea. And that is where we're going to start with you. we're going to go on a little bit of a journey now and it's not an outwardly journey it's inwardly we're going to look inside ourselves so you're not going to miss anything on the screen this is all that's going to be on the screen for the next couple of minutes so you're not going to miss anything when i ask you guys to close your eyes i want you all to close your eyes and i want you to think of your home not the home that you live in but the home of yourself your internal home the place where all your your thoughts your memories everything that is about you that home where all of that exists think about it you're standing outside this home and it's yours right it can look like whatever you want it to look like it could be a a small cottage in the middle of nowhere it could be the biggest mansion it's up to you this home is yours think about what the windows look like bring yourself to the front door of that home and step inside and as you step inside i want you to imagine all your memories everything that's happened in your life up until now like paintings on the wall i want you to imagine the tv is playing like a a loop of all the significant moments in your life moments that only you know about that no one else knows about this is your home and you're here alone it's your safe space and as you walk through this home i want you to imagine that you come to a door that you don't recognize And as you open this door, I want you to step into that room and I want you to see mirrors on all the walls. All four walls are just one big mirror. And as you step in and you look ahead of you, you see yourself in the mirror in front. You look to your left, to your right, and you just see you, your reflection in this mirror. 
And it's really important you get this image in your head very clear of you looking at yourself in these mirrors, front, back, and sides. Have this image clear in your mind. We're going to be back here very, very soon, and you'll find out why. Okay, guys. So, with regards to this talk, the, the Shabbat for this year's camp is from Shabbat Hazareh. And within Shabbat Hazareh, Guru Nanak Dev Ji talks about being a servant, serving that master. They talk about the qualities of that master. They say, that my master is always new and that my master is always the provider, always the giver. They talk about being a sacrifice. It's a very intimate bani, very intimate. And so the theme we've sort of taken for this year's camp is this idea of presence and connecting to that presence, making that relationship between us and that one. So that's what we're going to run with. And today, we're only going to be focusing on one pangti, one line from that shabad. Let's see how far it takes us. And the line is, Sevi sahib So I serve my Lord and Master, I ask for no one else. So if we think about this idea of having a master, it's actually quite, it's very powerful. If we think, when we go through life and we've got all these relationships, we've got uh, our parents, our wider family, our friends, colleagues at work, even teachers at school, lecturers at university. We've got all these relationships, but very rarely, very rarely, if ever, do we take upon a master very odd to call someone a master because what you've done then is you've created a status you've exalted someone else and you've brought yourself right down because if you've got a master then that means that you're the servant right and that's what we're going to explore so when it comes to serving that master well let's start with let's start nice and easy for you guys who is that master guruji's talking about who is that sahib guruji's talking about any guesses or is everyone still asleep? <laughs> Anyone? Who's that sahib? Who's that master Guruji's talking about here? Hanji at the back. Yes, Vaiguru, the one, right? The one that made everything. So when we talk about the one in this presentation, the one and Guruji are the same. They're one in the same, right? So serving the one, serving the Guru is exactly the same thing. But how do we serve? What does it mean to serve? It's all right, we've got this master, but how do we serve them? We talk about these things, but what does it actually mean? What does seva even mean exactly? Now, if we ask Guru Amar Dashi in Anand Sahib, they say, tan mana tan. Take your tan, your body, your man, your mind, and your tan. Take your wealth, everything you own, and do what? Sub sob. Take all of it, sub, and surrender every single bit. To who? Gurukal. And they finish off by saying, Hukam Maniya Baiya. So give up your body, give up your mind and your wealth, and take upon what your Guru's telling you to do this command, this Hukam. So let's look at those in a little bit more detail. So when Guruji says, give up your dhan, when we're serving, what does that look like exactly? What does it mean to surrender your body when we're serving a master? What does that even look like? We read these words every day, but what do they mean? What does it mean to give up your tan? Any guesses? Kanji at the back. Yes, physical seva. So you're using your body, right? So you could be making langar. You could be distrib distributing the langar. You could be washing the bande afterwards, the dishes. You're using your body. It's a physical act. Anything else that's a physical act when we serve? Hanji. Brilliant. So Benji says, giving up your attachment to your body. That's really deep. I like that one. Thank you, Benji. Giving up your attachment. Anything else 
I'm thinking of something that you guys might have done in the early hours of this morning. Some of you may have done it for the first time, in which case your body might be feeling quite tired. Hanji? Say again? Giving up your sleep. So what do we do when we give up our sleep? What is that? What do we do when we give up our sleep? Playing PlayStation? <laughs> Say again? Yes, Amrit Vella. All right? It's a physical act. Getting up out of your bed in the early hours of the morning when all the world is asleep, that's a form of serving. Right? We overlook these little things, but it's actually really important to take it into account. You're actually serving, you're getting up, you're taking control of your body. Anything else that comes to mind? What else do you do physically? So we've got Umrat Vella, we've got physical seva. What else? What else do we do with our body? Hanji? Yes, keep our care. So we follow what our guru is saying in terms of how to keep our body, right? How to treat our body. Yes, definitely. Great answer. I'm thinking of one more thing. It's something that Rajan Singh and Gurbreet Benji is really good at. Oh, Gurbreet Benji's got her hand up. She's going to say it now. Go on. Yes, you are. Go on, go on, go on, go on. <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> Too humble, man. Too humble. Girtan. All right. So after Mara says this, they say, Tanamanatana, Sabsob, Gurko, Hukam Maniapaya, Manana, this Hukam. And then they say, Hukam Maniho Guru Kera, Gavaho Sachibani. Right? That is the Hukam. That's what Guruji is telling you to do. So whether you're on the mic or whether you're sat in the Sangat, even singing Kirtan, no matter how good or bad you think you are, even just singing, that's a form of seva. You're using your body, using your, your voice box, your, your tongue, right? It's a physical act. Okay, what about the mind, your man? How do we serve using our mind? What does that mean? What does that look like? Yes. Naam Simran, yes. So what do we do when we do Naam Simran with regards to our mind? You're right. So let's just say I'm doing Nam Simran. So I can stand up here and say, Vai Guru, Vai Guru, Vai Guru, Vai Guru, Vai Guru. But where could my mind be? Yes. Yes. So focus in the mind. Right? Even something as small as that, focus in your mind is a form of serving. You're surrendering your mind. When you control it, you're surrendering it. Anything else with the mind? Hanji. Wicked. That's a wicked answer. So our thoughts, our general thoughts. So what are we letting into our mind? What are we thinking with our thoughts? Are we giving into things like anger, irka, that jealousy? Right? We've got to be conscious of these things. There was another hand over here on the right. Or was that your answer? Hanji. Controlling your desires. Yeah, for sure, for sure. How does, how does the mind link to Amritvela? If you think about Amritvela, imagine you're talking to someone that has no idea about Sikhi and you're explaining Amritvela to them. Do you think they'll be like, oh, that's a wicked idea, man. Yeah, that sounds well good. That's, that's well good. Wake up two, three, four o'clock in the morning. Yeah, man, I'll give up my sleep and I'll, I'll repeat some words. I'll say some prayers. Yeah, man, wicked. It's your logic. To follow your guru means to give up your logic. To the outside world, it is not logical to wake up in the early hours of the morning and do your Nam Simran. It is not logical. Why? Because it's still nighttime. All of the world at that time, most of them are asleep. Very rare you find someone up in the early hours of the morning. So you've got to give up your logic. Okay? Okay, what about your tan, your wealth? How do we serve by surrendering our wealth? What does Guruji want from us with our wealth? Do they want to be rich? Do they want all our money? What is it? Does wealth only mean money? What does it mean to surrender your wealth, guys? Any ideas? Yeah. 
Who said this one? Yes, good answer, whoever said that. So this one. So one of Guru Gobind Singh Ji, our uh, 10th Guru, one of his 52 hukums, his 52 orders, is to give up 10% of your earnings. Straight away, 10% is out. It's not yours. And it hurts. I'm not going to lie. It hurts at first. Like, oh, man, it's like 10%. <laughs> but <laughs> what I often forget is Maharaj has also left me with the other 90. Right? It's only 10%. It's not 11. It's not 12. It's just 10%. So even that in itself, you have to surrender. Just surrendering that 10%. Yes, your mind might be in a bit of pain at that time, but you've still got to fight it. Anything else when it comes to wealth? Yes. For sure. So Banji said, uh, to be conscious of the fact that things aren't going to last forever, that this body, this mind of ours, isn't going to last forever. Another thing that's our wealth is our time. Right? We have time. All of you here, right now, could be doing something else. Some of you are shivering. You could be somewhere else in the warm, right? We're here in the middle of Wales with our guru here to learn at a time when families are getting together people go on holiday at this time but we're here all of us we're giving up our time we're giving up that done does that make sense i know it's it's quite overlooked these things we we treat it as if it's minor but it's not it's a big thing massive thing okay so we give it we've covered done man and done so when we do all of these things from the lens of a servant, we take upon what is called a dasa bhav. So bhav meaning faith, and das is your servant. So it's the lens of a servant. So when you're serving, you're actually devoting yourself to that master, right? This dasa bhav. So everything we spoke about comes under this umbrella of dasa bhav, of being a servant. There was a time when a Guru Sikh, a Sikh of Guru Nanak Dev Ji was sat by a river. And as they were by the river, they were reciting Japji Sahib. And a man comes over to them, really flustered. They couldn't believe what they had just heard. They said, who's this? What is this prayer you're saying? The Guru Sikh said, this is the prayer my Guru gave me. It's called Japji Sahib. He said, where's your Guru from? This guru of yours, where is he even from? He said, he's from the one. He said, okay, where is he? Where is this guru now? He said, he's here. The guy's looking around. He goes, he's here and he's there. The guru said, goes, he's everywhere. And the guru said, was talking to someone called Bai Lenaji. And Bai Lenaji was so enraptured so drawn to Japji Sahib at that time so when we talk about presence Bailanaji felt the presence of Guru Nanak Dev Ji just through Japji Sahib right so when we read Japji Sahib it's not just the words of Guru Nanak Dev Ji Japji Sahib is Guru Nanak Dev Ji right we can feel the presence of Guru Nanak Dev Ji even just through Japji Sahib so when this Bhai Lenaji finally met Guru Nanak Dev Ji and they were in the presence of Guru Nanak Dev Ji physically. They fell in love with Guru Ji. They fell in love so much that they wanted to help Guru Ji in whatever way they can. And one day Guru Ji is farming in the fields and they're plucking weeds from a rice field. So Bhai Lenaji goes, he's never farmed in his life. He goes to his farm and starts plucking out as well. And while he's plucking out weeds, he's plucking out rice plants as well. And Gurunandev Ji says, stop, stop what you're doing. He said, you're not here to pluck. He said, you're here to plant. You're here to plant this sikhi into people's hearts. So Bailanaji says, okay, so what do you want me to do? He said, take all of these weeds, bundle them all up, take them above your head and move them right over there. Bailanaji does exactly what he's told, no question, does it? So Bailanaji is walking with all these weeds, 
all this mud dripping onto their dastard, onto their face, onto their beard, all onto their clothes. And they're walking to where Gurunand Devji tells them to walk. Gurunand Devji's wife, Mata Salakaniji, goes to Guruji. She says, what are you doing? So this Bailanaji, he's never farmed in his life. And you're making him pick up all these weeds and walk all the way over there. Look at him, he's getting covered in all this mud. And Gurunand Devji says to their wife, they say, you see weeds over his head? They said, we see a crown. They said, you see the weight of all those weeds that they carry in, that heavy weight? They see, we see the weight of this world and the next world. And Guru Arjan Dev Ji, they bless us with an amazing Shabbat. They say, Karshiya Firana Swauna Janana Sunya. They say that the Karshi, the ladle, it goes through the food, but it doesn't know the taste of it. Has anyone got any thoughts on what that might mean? What's Guru Arjan Devji talking about here? What does it mean to be a Karshi but not know the taste of the food? Any ideas? What could that mean? Yes, Spur. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, so Viji says, you could be in Sangat, right? You could be in Sangat, you could be in the right place. And you still don't know the effect it's having on you at that time, yes. But what is that taste then? That's a good example, but what is that taste, Hanji? Taste of naam, yeah, that's fine. But what does naam taste like? Sweet, is it? I'm gonna be diabetic. For sure. Hmm. So Viji says it's hard to explain. Unless you've done it, it's hard to explain. But there's a general feel. There's a general feel, and that is covered in the next line by Guru Arjan Dev Ji. They say. Say Mukadisana, I want to see the faces, the muks of those Nanakarate Premras. Those faces that are imbued, that have this, this essence of love, that Premras. Guru Nan Deji turns to Mata Salakniji, they say, Look, you see this mud dripping down their face, this mud dripping onto all their nice clothes. They say, we see saffron. Saffron, if anyone doesn't know, is a very deep red color, meaning we see the color of love. Yes, his clothes are getting ruined. Yes, he's getting dirty, but he's still doing it because of love, this bremras. There was even a time when Bhavir Singhji writes that there was two days of constant rain, so much rain that all the wood that would normally be used to make a fire was soaked. No fire means no food, right? So the Sangats start getting really hungry and one day passes. The second day passes, they're starving now. They go to Guru Nanak Devji, they say, Maharaj, we can't continue like this. Like, you're gonna have to do something. Guru Nanak Devji says, okay. They go to their sons, Baba Shirijan, Baba Lakmidas. They say, go climb that tree. And they point to a really bare tree, not even a leaf on it. They say, go climb that tree and shake it. And everyone's looking at Guru Nan Deji like, what are they on about? They said, if you shake it, loads of food is going to fall out. And then the Sangha, they're going to eat that food. Guru Nan Deji's sons <laughs> looked at their father. They said, no. They said, it's impossible. How can food fall from a bare tree? It doesn't make sense. So that logic kicks in, right? Gunan Deji turns to Bai Lenaji. They say, Lenia, go climb that tree, go shake it. Bai Lenaji does exactly that. They climb that tree, and lo and behold, all this food just starts coming out. And that's the food the Sangat eats. So Bai Lenaji gave up their tan. They gave up their body. They didn't care if they 
fell out of the tree or what they looked like. They gave up their mind, their mind. They could see this tree was bare. But Guru, not, it, the tree didn't matter to Bailenaji. What mattered was what their Guru was saying to them. If Guru Nanak Dev Ji said that food was going to fall from this tree, that's what was going to happen. That's all that Bailenaji thought. I'm going to do what my Guru's telling me to do. Hukum manniye baiye. And when it comes to wealth, you're done. Bailenaji, they didn't care if their nice clothes got dirty. All that mattered was just following their Guru. So Guru Nanak Dev Ji's sons, they were like the Garshiya, weren't they? They used their logic, they used their mind and said no. They didn't manana, they didn't follow that hukum, that command of their guru. And sometimes we can be like that as well. So how can we serve like Bailenaji served? Let's think about this practically. How can we serve? Does anyone have any ideas just off the top? Any ideas? How can we serve like Bailenaji served? What does that mean? Okay, it's a nice sucky, but what does it mean for us practically? Aji, follow the hukum. Yeah, what's the hukum? You're right. Lots of hukums. Sorry, I'm getting old. I'm getting a bit deaf. Aji, say again. Yeah, so meditate, so jump nam, right? So that's the hukum, so do it. Okay. But how do we do it? So you're right, the hukum is to jump nam, but it's how we do it. What makes us different from Bailenaji? How would Bailenaji have jumped nam? What's the difference? Say again. A lot of prem. Yeah, he had that prem, he had that love, right? So he would have been focusing. Right? So our focus, I know with me, I can read Japji Sahib. My eyes are reading it and my mouth is saying it, but my mind, best believe, my mind is way elsewhere. It's difficult. It's not impossible. What about singing this Gavo Sachibani? There used to be uh, an uncle at Park Avenue Gurdwara in Southall. And he'd sit, always sit right at the front of the stage and he'd sing so loud, so loud. You could hear him across the whole Darbar, Park Avenue, if anyone's ever been, it's massive. You could hear this guy right from the back. It was so loud, but he didn't care. He wasn't doing it for attention and he certainly wasn't the best singer. But he was doing it because he felt something in that moment, that Brem Ras that it didn't matter what he sounded like. He'd just done it. His guru told him to do it, so we just done it. People like me, we start looking around. <laughs> Who's sitting next to me? I don't want to sing. I don't want to sing too loud just in case I look like an idiot. Right? That's the difference between us and Bailenaji. Bailenaji would have just done it. Done. You tell me to sing, I'm going to sing. I don't care if I sound bad or not. When you listen to Gita from back in the days, like the 80s and 70s, they weren't like, they didn't have the greatest voices with all due respect. Like now we've got some amazing Gitanis and their voices are incredible. But for me personally, I think back in the day it was a bit more about just doing it as opposed to how good you sounded. Other things we can do is say we serve langar, right? How do we serve that langar? Are we serving it with care as if we're serving Guru Nanak Dev Ji? Or are we just slapping it in the towel because we're in a bit of a rush, right? How are we doing these things? How do we even talk to each other? Do we talk to each other with that prem ras? Right? These are the little things we've got to start implementing. That's the difference between us and Bailenaji. This is a picture of Bruce Lee. And um, in one of his films, there's a really famous scene where He's trying to teach his student something. And he says to his student, you know this one, didn't you? He says to his student, he goes, kick me. So his student kicks him. He goes, no, that's wrong. He goes, kick me. Kicks him again. He goes, no, that's wrong. He goes, kick me. Student finally does it the way he does it. And he said, excellent. He said, good. He says to his student, he goes, how did it feel? And his student goes, 
I think. And he says, I think. And Bruce Lee just goes, Whoosh! gives him a chapeir. It's so fast, you don't even see it. Almost as fast as my mum. She's much faster than Bruce Lee, man. But <laughs> it's so fast. And he slaps his poor student. And the student's like, student's looking at Bruce Lee like, why? Why would you just slap me for? He goes, don't think. He says, don't think, feel. He said, I asked you how it felt. And you said, I think. When we talk about things like premras, that love, that dasa bhav, that faith of a servant, we can't fit it into the shape of our brain, of our thoughts. It's a feeling. In other words, you can't think love. You might try and put logic to it from your brain, but you can't. You can't think love, it's a feeling. And in many ways, when we talk about the presence of the one, when we're in Maharaj's Hazuri, when we're with Guruji, we feel different things. We feel that presence very differently. And that's okay. Some of us are going to feel like Guruji is our teacher. And that's all right. Some of us are going to feel like Guruji is our parent, our best friend. And that's all right. We're all going to look at Guruji with a different sort of lens. But it's all through the feeling of that love. So just like Guruji carries a feeling, a different feeling for each one of us, even the Gurukar, the Gudwara, carries its own feeling. So in 2018, I was very lucky to go to Hazur Sahib, which is a Gudwara in Nandir, India. And it's a really interesting Gudwara. So this picture here, it's taken outside the outer complex. So this first row of buildings, it goes around the actual Gudwara, which you can see in the actual archway there. And when I stepped through that outer complex, honestly, it felt like I was in the army. I was seeing so many things. I was seeing things like the guns of the Shaheeds, the weapons that they use to fight these wars. So these are my Bagul's weapons, right? And just to give you an idea of the size of some of these weapons, that door that slides is about six, seven foot tall. And that gun in the middle, it's about three or four feet even higher than that. So that one gun alone is about 10 foot long. Imagine. My Baugo, that Dasa Bhav. They had that same Premras, that same love, just in a different setting. There's no difference. So as I was walking around, I saw loads of Nihang Sings. I've got some here today. They're covered in weapons. I really felt like I was part of some sort of army. I looked around and I saw loads of Seva going on. Right? This is just normal Sangat that had come to Matatek. They were getting these baskets on their head and they were moving cement. And the cement was dripping all over them, but they didn't care. It reminded me of that story of Bailanaji. They didn't care. It was boiling hot. That marble, we had to run across it. It was that hot. But the Sangat doing this seva, they didn't care about that. Right? Just like Bailanaji didn't care. They didn't care either. So now we get to the actual Gudwara. And Hazur Sahib, can I have a show of hands of anyone who's actually been to Hazur Sahib? Just to get a feel. Oh, most of you. Brilliant. Right. So you know what I'm talking about when I say these things. So when you get to the actual Gudwara, it's very interesting because there's an inner room. And the inner room is a spot where Guru Gobind Singh Ji left this world in, in the physical sense anyway. It's the exact spot. Very powerful. Very powerful. And within that room is all of Guru Gobind Singh Ji's weapons. Within that room is Guru Gobind Singh Ji's Kalagi there plume that they wear on their distar. And I w when I saw this, if I'm honest, I literally felt like I was looking at Guru Gobind Singh Ji. I was seeing weapons, but I felt like I was in the presence of Guru Gobind Singh Ji. It's just to give you a little bit of a feel for what it's like within Hazur Sahib, for anyone that hasn't been.
Does anyone resonate with what I said about Hazur Sahib? For those of you that have been, does that kind of hand you? Did you feel anything different from what I've, I've said there? Or was it pretty much the same? Anyone feel anything different? Okay, so what about, what about your Huzur Sahib? Let's have some examples of a place where you go. It could be any Gurdwara. It could be here in the UK, it could be in India, it could be anywhere in the world. But where have you been where you felt something really different? Guruji was the same, but the Guru God carried like a different feel, a different vibe. Does anyone want to share any of those? Anyone? Anji, yes, of course. Sorry. Technical difficulties. Go on, bro. I think Hajul's trying to come through the screen. Sangaji, so uh, there we go. Look, that was Kirpai of in itself. He's walked off and then it decides to fall. So I'm um, sorry, yeah, just I think it was 2000 and around, I think around 2010 when I went to Hazur Sahib. I went with Indra with my wife and we were told a lot of stories. We, we stayed in Darbar Sahib for about two weeks and then when we, we flew to and we were told that Maharaj said that, you know, you'll feel my presence here. But, and you've spent so much time at the Balsa, which is already so um, energizing. But I think like Viji, what you explained was, what you experienced was when you saw certain things and you could feel the presence of Maharaj. But I remember for us, without seeing anything, we hadn't even gone into such Khand yet. But we just walked through the actual, where the vicinity is. And literally, it felt like something hit us. It felt like physically something, something's come and hit us. We didn't say anything to each other, but we both just stopped, me and Indra. We stopped and we were just, we burst into tears. And it was the f one place where it really felt that Guru Gobind Singh Ji's presence and you could feel them that vibrate through every part of your own body. So there was a true presence and experience of Guru Gobind Singh Ji there. So for that first day, I think we were just in awe. And we didn't even know there's like, we needed to go and into such kind, you know, it was just like we're here, Guru Gobind Singh Ji is here. So that was our experience, really. Thank you so much, that was beautiful. Anyone else? Anyone else want to share their own experiences? Everyone's still half asleep, I think. Okay, I think we've got the screen fairly stable. So we'll carry on. So we spoke about how Hazur Sahib carried its own feel. Even this camp carries its own feel. You might not feel it yet, but one time you may feel it, is in a few days' time when Guruji goes. The whole energy changes of camp. And it's very, in my opinion, it's very bittersweet. It's bitter because obviously Guruji's leaving in their physical presence anyway. But it's very sweet as well because in that moment when you feel that pain, you realize that you actually felt something. You may not have been conscious of it at that time when you're having a good time climbing and doing your zip wires or archery or whatever. You may not have felt it at that time, but when they leave, that's when it hits you like, huh, I did feel something. There was something there at camp. 
So what if we don't feel? What if we don't feel anything? What if we're doing these things and it's just blank? You see, that's okay because some of us will serve because we feel, right? We, we feel something so we, it pushes us to serve. And some of us get that feeling after we've served, right? That feeling grows. So an example would be, if you can think of two cubes of salt on a beach, Baljeet Singh might recognize this one. Two cubes of salt on a beach and they're both having a discussion about how deep that ocean really is. So one of the cubes says, you know what? I'm going to go in. I'm going to find out how deep that ocean actually is. So he jumps in and he goes down and he's like, whoa, this is pretty deep. So what he does is he keeps going and going and going and going and going. And he goes deeper and deeper and deeper. And as that cube of salt goes deeper, it becomes smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller. Meaning the deeper we go, the more we're going to merge. Right? So when it comes to this seva, this tan mana tan, this dasa bhav that we talk about, this brembras, the deeper we go, the more we're going to feel that presence of the one. There was a reason why Guru Angad Dev Ji was made the guru after Guru Nanak Dev Ji. It wasn't just given to them. They became Guru Nanak Dev Ji. They immersed themselves so much in Guru Nanak Dev Ji that they became Guru Nanak Dev Ji. Right? Imagine their name was changed from Bailena Ji to Angad. Ang meaning limb and Ard meaning the first. A limb of the first Guru. Changed their whole name. They had no attachment to it. I get really annoyed when someone calls you Mandeep instead of Manpreet. It's like, oh man, come on, Manpreet isn't that hard to say. What's wrong with you? I feel like giving her a Bruce Lee slap sometimes, but jello. <laughs> right? But all of these things. So, by Lenaji, literally served so much, they merged. They became that Ung. Now, there was a time when Guru Nanak Devji met a king, Raja Shivnab, and it's quite a long. Saki, I won't go into the whole thing, but they had a conversation at one point, and Raja Shivnab has completely fallen in love with Guru Nanak Dev Ji. And he's thinking of things to give Guruji. He says to Guruji, he says, Look, see this whole kingdom of mine, I'll give it to you. Take it, it's yours. Guru Nanak Dev Ji being Guru Nanak Dev Ji says, No. They said, This kingdom you're offering me, it's only been passed down to you from your forefathers and their forefathers before them. And it's only going to be passed to your son after you've only inherited it. It's not yours to give. They said, I don't want your kingdom. Raja Shivnab is running out of things to offer. They say, I'll give you this, I'll give you that, I'll give you that. And Guru Nanak Dev Ji keeps saying, no, 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 I don't want anything else. They said, the only thing I want is this I you keep saying. This I, I'll give you my kingdom. This I and my, give me that. That's what I want. What's Guru Nanak Dev Ji talking about here? What's that I they're talking about? Any, any guesses? Hanji bro. Homme. Hanji. Homme. So Guruji calls the ego homme. Ho meaning I and me meaning me. Ho me. This sense of self. This ego. This attachment we have. This attachment I have to my name that makes me angry when people get it wrong, right? It's that ego. So... In one respect, Guru Nanak Dev Ji, Guruji, that master, they're not here, they're not on an ego trip, they're not on a power trip. They're here to treat our ego. Does that make sense? They're here to treat our ego. Okay, guys, we're going to go back home now. Do you remember that room we spoke about before with all the mirrors, four sides? Let's go straight back there. Right, so eyes closed, everyone. So I want you to imagine... So you're back in that room with all these mirrors surrounding you. Now we're going to find out what was the reason, what was the point. And imagine looking back at you, it's only you in that reflection. And that reflection, you realize that it's actually your tan man and your tan, your home, your ego, this sense of self. You are in that reflection. And the more we serve, the more we serve with that love, the more these mirrors around us that only show us, they're going to start to crack. 
I want you to imagine all these mirrors around you now starting to crack and a really warm light just filling that room. Sevi Sahib Apana, Avanaja Chongkoi. I serve my Lord, my Master. The more we serve with love, the more we serve with that Prem Ras, the more we smash through this mirror of ourself, this mirror that's showing us our ego. So break it. Serve and break it. Smash that mirror. Smash your mirror until there's nothing left. And when there's nothing left of you, when there's absolutely nothing left, that's when we'll get everything. That is the moment when we'll merge with Guru Nanak Dev Ji. Mana tun jot Guruji says, Mana tun jot srupe, apna mool pachan. They say, Oh my mind, you're actually a jot srup. You're the form of a light. You are that light. The reason why Guru Angad Dev Ji merged into Guru Nanak Dev Ji, the reason why that salt merges into the ocean is because that's where it came from. That light bursting through that mirror, it is a part of us. We know what that presence of the one feels like. There's just this mirror of ego in the way, stopping us from seeing it, stopping us from feeling it. The more we serve, the more we're going to smash that mirror. The more we're going to feel that presence of that one. That love, we know it already because that's where we came from. That love is where this, this beautiful journey of ours even started. And it's through love, through that Prem Ras, that this journey of ours is going to come to an end. Okay, guys, we've come to the end of today's talk. Thank you all so much. We'll have a quick recap on what we covered. So we looked at the master and the slave, right? This Dasa Bhav, serving your guru, giving up your man, tan, and sorry, your tan man and your tan. The color of love, that prem ras. We looked at the garshi. Sometimes we can feel like that garshi and don't feel anything. Don't think, feel. The lens of a sick, something that I forgot to cover in the sakhi of King uh, Raja Shivna. The lens of a Sikh is to love your Guru so much that you're willing to give up yourself. You're willing to be called a different name. You're willing to look like a fool. You're willing to sound not so nice when you sing that Kirtan. You're willing to do all of these things. That's a lens of a Sikh. And lastly, smash your mirror. Obviously, I'm not talking in the literal sense. Please don't go around smashing all the mirrors in the building. So we've come to the end now. Sangaji, thank you all so much. Has anyone got any questions? I appreciate that was quite heavy at times, even though I tried to keep it quite light. It's quite a lot to take in. Has anyone got any questions or anything that they want to share? Their own experiences, maybe? No? Hanji Benji. I can't hear you, but I feel like this is going to be a massive spanner in the works. Go on, Benji. She's, she's got a massive span. Come on, yeah. Just a question. So, you know, you spoke about the feeling you had at Hazur Sahib. Have you felt that anywhere else in the UK or anything that's come close to that? Or how do you recreate that in your life? Because it must have been such a beautiful feeling that you wanted to hold forever. That's a brilliant question. Thank you so much. Not not the spanner I thought it was going to be. So Benji's question is, when I felt what I felt at Hazur Sahib, have I ever felt it outside of Hazur Sahib? How do we recreate that feeling? So we've got to look at the similarities. Hazur Sahib is Hazur Sahib, but there are things, there are commonalities between any Gurugar and Hazur Sahib. So for example, Shastar, you've got weapons, right? So weapons are in any Gurugar. Right, you see your guru, they're covered in weapons, they're surrounded by weapons. Guruji even said at one point, these five weapons are the form of me. They are me. So wherever, wherever you see weapons, wherever I see weapons, again, I'll get that same feeling that, yes, that's Guru Gobind Singh Ji. 
It could be weapons, it could be your guru themselves, Guru Granth Sahib Ji Maharaj. It's the same guru. Is that right, Benji? Thank you. Anyone else? Before we close off, Hanji Bhaji. Sorry, bro. I'm going to stop you for one second. I'm going to give you the mic. So, uh, Benji was asking about replicating that same feeling elsewhere if, that you had at Azul Sahib. Now, I've never had it at Azul Sahib, but I when there was quite when I was quite young. But Marja Kirpana, we do like Amitvillah um, at Somerset Road Gurdwara in Birmingham. And the more we've been doing that seva, like Bhagash uh, of Guru Sahib and, and stuff like that, do you know what, honestly? When you were talking about that salt, I really felt it. Like, you know, when you feel like the more you do, the more time you spend, the more you're kind of dissolving and becoming part of Maharaj. And um, a couple of months ago, no, it was only last month actually, we did Sukhum Sadapart at Somerset Road Gurdwara uh, for our kids. And um, after Arti Arta, there was Puladi Barka. And I was doing George Sadi Seva at the time. And you know what? Just seeing Maharaj being showered by the full, it was so emotional. Honestly, it was another level. I mean, you wouldn't see so much love and so much respect anywhere else for any, anything or anybody else sort of thing. So I kind of resonated with your story about Hazur Sahib and also the, the, the song. But yeah, I think, I think as long as Guru Sahib's there, you can so replicate that. And a quick plug for Allah, anybody in Birmingham, right? Wednesdays, 3.45, 5.15, right? But, uh, Guru Sahib's Prakash, uh, Simran, Bittakirtan, and then uh, Nithanam as well. Come along, guys. You'll love it. Thank you, VG. Anyone else with any more announcements? I mean, questions and uh, <laughs> thoughts and opinions. Anyone else want to share anything? Remember, guys, this is a very safe space, right? We're all here. We're all learning together. None of us know absolutely everything, all right? Hanji Benji. When I went to Hazur Sahib, I was 10 years old, and it was on a yatra to loads of... Sorry. It was, uh, it was to uh, loads of guru cars and... Closer. Okay. Can you hear me now? Okay. Um, we went on a yatra to loads of gurukars in Punjab and India when I was 10. The only gurukar I can actually remember properly is Darbar Sahib and Hazur Sahib from that whole trip. And I remember just like, you know, when you walk down like where Langar Sahib is and like there's all like the shops and you go to Darbar Sahib, just like, wow, what is this? And then we walked, we, we cleaned our feet and then I was just crying. I was just crying the whole time. It was amazing. It hits you, doesn't it, when you first see Darbar Sahib, when you see Harmandar Sahib for the first time, it's like, whoa, when that colour, that gold hits you. Why, Guru? When that colour, that gold, it, when you see it for the first time, it kind of takes you back. That's beautiful, Benji. Thank you so much for sharing. Has anyone else got anything else before we close off for today? Anyone? Hanji? Oh, man. I'm getting well fit doing this. Well hungry as well. Hanji, Benji. Make it quick. <laughs> Um, just, I was just thinking back to um, what someone had said, I think it was Benji, about how you know, we try to recreate that feeling, but I feel like the more we try to think about recreating it, it's like you said, to feel rather than think. The more we try to think about recreating it, the harder it is, the more we just kind of like let go kind of in that moment and kind of let it take us. Let's not try to like take it, let it take us instead. And I don't know, you kind of, I guess like you said, you just feel it more so try not to like be too hung up on trying to find it it will find you i mean i'm a hypocrite anyway i'm like you know so but it's just a thought that's brilliant, that's brilliant. thank you so much hanji vaiguji ka khalsa vaiguji ki fateh hajur sahib's next level and like maharaj kirpa if your families can organize yatras to india like banji said in the back you'll never forget it in your life, you know? Like I still remember as a kid, like the, my feet hurting, walking up, you know, mountains to get to certain Darbar Sahibs, it was beautiful, so you never forget it. But for me, quite honestly, in my life, it's always been like in my adult life, basis of Sikhi. Anywhere I go that there's a basis of Sikhi program, and it's not because of the name basis of Sikhi, it's these Sevadars that work for basis of Sikhi, like are passionate and like they, they have Guruji in them and like your talk now, Paji. Like, you know, when I, when I arrived here yesterday, I felt one way and I woke up in the morning, I felt in a completely different way. So that 
feeling that you're describing is every time I come into the Sangat of good Sikhs like yourself, it's, it's felt and it's real and it's Maharaj's Kirpa. So if people are looking for that feeling, whenever you see that banner, just go to that, you know, because it's like uh, a focused, focused thing, you know. And I get so lost in my life that, you know, that I, I, I almost like fear it sometimes, you know, because it's so much love. It's so much beauty, you know. And, um, and that's not to say don't go to anywhere else. Go anywhere you can that's local, that you can, because there's a million different beautiful organizations. But I can only just tell you what I've experienced, you know, and like just being with you beautiful people in the Sangat here. So that feeling that we're looking for is, is right here in the moment of now, right? You know, you're not going to get a better chance than this four days that we have together. Anyone else? We're in a good flow now. Who wants to keep it up? Yes, bro. Um, it's going back to Benji's question. It actually got me thinking. So uh, the last time we actually went to Hazur Saib um, was actually when we were really young kids. So truthfully, I only remember the actual train journey as opposed to actually going there. Um, but we were really young. I think I was probably like maybe four or three. But one, that, one thing that did come to mind was actually our visit to Nangana Saib. This was in 2019, just before COVID. And it's really, it really interesting because when Viji was talking about his experiences in Hazur Saib, I completely got it because when we're in Nangana Saib, it's almost like, you know, that when you see the locals there, and this is, we were talking about this recently, where it's crazy because, like, when we were speaking to the locals in Nangana Saib, they were speaking, for example, Punjabi, because it was, um, if you like, on the, Punjab, the, Pakistan, the Pakistan side of Punjab. And um, it's really interesting because they saw Guru Nanak Dev Ji as their guru. So even though, for example, they and a lot of them did see Guru Nanak Dev Ji as their guru, and it's not necessarily the case of then recreating that feeling or going somewhere else. It's more a case of just, for me anyways, just understanding that and almost seeing it in a lens of they all serve different purposes. So for example, when I was there, it was special because the feeling I felt there was very unique. And I think that's the key word. It's, re it's a very unique feeling. Um, just even seeing, for example, going around um, the Darbar the, the side there, you see Muslim man doing seva. That was huge. You'd see um, people doing seva like bottle you'd never think would be like you would, wouldn't see them in that setting for me is a very unique experience and then now when you come to for example the uk guru you do server here it's not necessarily it's not necessarily a case of what's one's higher one's lower it's just a case of the feelings it's a it's a different type of feeling and i think the special thing to whether it be in ghana side Hazur side but even the special thing about it is that the energy the feel here this forward when you go back home. And I think that's what's really special. So when you like, for example, you sit in Amritvala now, the feeling you get, all you'll have to do is listen to a Simran track in a, say four weeks time, and that whole energy that you felt in this Sangat right now, it will come back. And it's the same thing with Viji's talk as well. You know, there'll be times when we all go back and it's all, it's wicked when you're in Sangat because you feel like the whole, you feel uplifted by everyone. And then there's times then when, you know, you're by yourself and then all of a sudden you have to wake up Amritvala and it can also now be like 10 times as hard. But it's important to always reflect and think back to these feelings and just going back to Benji's point, going back to these, these, these key moments, these feelings, and just feeling that energy again, and then essentially letting the Sangat carry you as well. But that's what I just wanted to say, you know, the feeling of it is really important. Thank you so much. Thank you. It's beautiful. Anyone else? No? Okay. Well, it's really nice, really interesting hearing those things. And that conversation doesn't have to stop here at the end of this talk. So please, when we share things like that, it's so powerful. Even just listening to that, it's going to take me a few days just to digest what everyone said. It's beautiful. But keep those conversations going. That's what camp's all about. So Sasangaji, thank you all again. I'm sorry for all the mistakes I've made. I've got a long way to go, a lot to learn. And let's finish off with the Fateji. Wahi Guruji Ka Khalsa, Wahi Guruji Ki Fateh.